With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Open forum. Hope you are doing well. Let's have a fun hour. And we're going to have Ryan join us. That's right. Ryan and Sacktown. How are you, buddy? Doing great. How you doing, Napes? Good, man. Been a good week. Rolling right along. And uh, we got uh, NFL preseason games this weekend. Everyone's playing, which is good. Not good if you get injuries. I don't think you'll see a lot of the starters for teams. But that just means we're getting that much closer. So I'm I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to roll too, Grant. We got two football games tonight. That's one more than last week, so let's go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we already got Cody talking about Tampa and a touchdown. Good job there, Cody, keeping us up to date on everything, buddy. We love it. Absolutely love it. Cody's unbelievable, man. He's all over it, you know? So, He's great. That division's wide open. I mean, when you look at that division, you know, New Orleans might be the team to beat. I mean, but I, I don't – if they are, it's by a whisker. I mean – don't know about Carolina, Atlanta with a young quarterback, Tampa. I mean, that division to me is the one that is very open. I I almost look at it similarly to last year in the AFC South, where we thought it was pretty much wide open, but most people had Tennessee. And then Jacksonville came out of nowhere, you know, and then yeah. Trevor Lawrence and, the you know, now that Urban Meyer was gone and they had uh, a coach that, you know, had been there before and, they really had a heck of a season. And now all of a sudden, I think you look at the AFC South and most people think Jacksonville's the team to beat. Yeah, they do. And it's going to come down to the quarterback play, as does most things in the NFL, right? Is Bryce Young going to uh-huh. step up and be that star for Carolina? Uh, Trevor Lawrence, does he take that next step? But I think it could be a really exciting division to watch. Does Derek Carr find his new home and settle in nicely with New Orleans? But uh, keep your eye on the South for sure. All right. Uh Cody saying uh, he's just excited. He didn't think Tampa was playing. No, I I thought maybe he was watching training camp video. I didn't, you know, I was just yeah. thought Cody was just excited because he saw a touchdown by someone. You know, that's all good. So you know, you and I went over this. You know, the last uh, last week when we were uh, doing the show, it really does come down to uh, quarterback play. I mean, I think when you look at our teams that we root for, both of our quarterbacks were outstanding last year. You know, Geno Smith for Seattle and Daniel Jones for the Giants. I mean, they're they're the main reason why those teams ended up making the playoffs. They both had very solid years. Yeah, and uh, you look at the support around specifically Daniel Jones with Saquon, some of your young receiver, his name escapes me right now. 
um, and your defense. Very talented. Yep. So they've got the building blocks in place. Seattle, look, you know, when Russell Wilson was there, there was a certain type of offense that had to be played for Russell Wilson. You had certain type of skilled players. You had to have a certain type of running back. And it took Seattle a little bit to snap out of that. And now mm -hmm. they've kind of retooled in some of those positions and have veterans at some of the skilled positions, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. So um, really no excuse for either guy, I think, this year um, coming into. Uh... Uh, we got this from uh, Ace. Did the NBA schedule get out? No, but they had a couple of uh, uh, leaks such as uh, Christmas Day. And someone was saying, how do you feel about the Kings not getting a Christmas game? I really thought they would this year. You know, I thought with their exciting style of basketball, I really thought they would. I did not see the list yet. Have you seen it? I have not. You know, I have uh, not. So I, I'm, I'm trying to look as we're talking. I had not seen the fact that they didn't get a, a Christmas Day game, but you know, again, I, th I thought they would be one of the teams. I thought really a perfect Christmas Day game this year would have been Sacramento and Golden State, based on what we saw in the playoffs and based on the proximity, and it wouldn't be that big of an inconvenience for players and coaches celebrating Christmas, but, you know. Yeah, spot on. Talk about a way to bring, and I think Sacramento came back on the map last year, but to really uh -huh. bring them back on the map on a national stage um, to have a Christmas Day game. And with the proximity, as you mentioned, it is a bit surprising. The only thing that... I Sorry, my audio. Yeah. You got me? Yeah, okay. I got you. You're coming um, in and out, but I got you. Okay, Shams reported that I believe it's the Lakers and Nuggets on opening night, but I saw nothing else about Christmas Day. Yeah, I haven't seen Christmas either. So um, if you don't mind me asking, Ace, where are you getting that information from? Because, I, I again, I haven't really seen that yet. Uh, Manny says, I am a Cowboys fan. Any chance that Dak can turn it around, make it or break it season? Well, there's always a chance. But I think at this point in your career, you are who you are. And so for that reason, I, I would say, no, I don't expect him to be at that next level. I just I don't think he's that good. I, that That's my opinion on him. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, especially Zach Martin. As far as I know, he's not reported to camp yet and they haven't restructured the deal for him. Um, but Dak, he, he is what he is at this point. I mean, he has a very high interception rate, especially last year. So yep. the, the pressure of the world's on him and he's coming into a contract year as well. I believe this is his last That's, year right now with Dallas. Well, here's the deal. It's the last year of guaranteed money. I don't have a problem necessarily with quarterbacks throwing interceptions. I have a problem when they throw the interceptions. All right. And Dak always seems to throw the one that's a momentum changer or at a critical time. So th that's that's what concerns me, his decision-making at critical junctures of the game. That's the issue I have with uh, Prescott. So, Grant, do you think at this point in a quarterback's career like Dak with decision-making, is that something that can be changed or is that really ingrained into a player? It could be changed. I mean, you. I mean, Tiki Barber was a guy that fumbled all the time and – you know, Tom Goff Coughlin became or or whoever it was that said that that's not going to happen anymore. You're not going to play. Right. I mean, yeah, you, you can. You can. I guess diminish you. You can lower turnovers. Yes, you can do that. But your ability to read defenses. And your decision making for a veteran quarterback like Prescott 
probably is not going to change all that much in one off season. That's that's how I look at it. I, I just don't see it happening. I just don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd be surprised. And he's got the pressure of the world on him with Jerry Jones wanting a championship. So and the Dallas star, you know how everybody looks at them. Uh, Paul says, sounds like we're still not getting the respect par for the course, I guess. I, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't think that because you're not one of 10 teams playing on Christmas. You're one of the 20 teams that aren't. I mean, you're, 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 you're one of the 20 teams. Not, I don't think that means lack of respect. So I, I don't agree with you on that. And the reason why I say that is there are teams that play on Christmas Day every year, such as the Knicks, that don't deserve to be playing on Christmas Day. Maybe this year they do, but in the past they haven't. They're always on Christmas because, you know, of the market they're in. So I don't, I don't think respect really has anything to do with it. All right. I, I, All right. So, Ace, thank you for this. Shams reported that the Christmas games are Bucks at Knicks, 76ers at Heat, Celtics at Lakers, Mavs at Suns, Warriors at Nuggets. There you have it. Thanks very much. I had not seen that by Shams. So those are the games. All right. Bucks, Knicks, I get. 76ers, Heat, I get. Celtics, Lakers, huge rivalry, I get. Sure. Mavs at Suns, you know, again, Luka, Luka, but I don't think the Mavs are going to be that good this year. Warriors at Nuggets, again, I can't argue with any of those games. So I can't really say that it's a lack of respect for Sacramento. I can't really argue with that lineup. I can't. You know, Sacramento uh, gets a few rebounds in game seven, makes a few more shots. You know, maybe that game is theirs against the Nuggets on Christmas Day. Yeah, but again, I don't, and Ace, thank you very much for that. Appreciate that. Said Shams reporting the Christmas games, Milwaukee at the Knicks, Sixers at Heat, Celtics at Lakers, Mavericks at Suns, Warriors at Nuggets. Again, I can't really fault that, you know. And so what that means is that in all likelihood, Boston is going to be in Sacramento right around the Christmas holiday. Now, Boston will make more than one West Coast trip, but in all likelihood, the Celtics will be in Sacramento around the Christmas holiday. So keep that in mind. That That's unofficial. That's just saying in all likelihood. All right? In all likelihood. Well, the Kings are coming off of last year right after Christmas. Two tough games with uh, the Nuggets. So Boston will be a nice test. Yep. So, you know, again, the schedule should be coming out in about a week. I'm looking at uh, this, this next week when the schedule should be coming out. All right? So there you have it. Uh, Patrick says, sorry to bring up the Yankees, but did you hear about the Severino nonsense last night? The Yankees' entire franchise is nothing but nonsense. And until they get rid of Brian Cashman and change the way they do business, it's going to be the same thing year after year after year. I've talked about this now for five years at least, more, about Brian Cashman. And I, I do not understand why... He still has a job at the Yankees. I don't get it. But, you know, again, it, it is what it is. I have not watched a lot of baseball this year, so I'm not really sure about the Severino deal last night. I looked more into it. Uh, but nothing surprises me anymore. And I'm tired right. of Aaron Boone getting kicked out of games and arguing. You know, he got kicked out of the game the other night against Chicago on a pitch that was a perfect pitch that he came out and made a fool out of himself because he thought it was outside. You know, it's just enough already, you know, enough. Yeah, and I, I hate to burst your bubble, partner, but Real GM is reporting that uh, Brian Cashman is going to return for 2024. 
And my question is why? Why? Exactly. In good with the kids. In good with the kids in management. Unbelievable. Incredible. Wow. All right. Well, you know, baseball, there are some baseball fans. And yeah. uh, I, and I, I just don't watch the game the way I used to, you know? Yeah, I did see they started Severino in the second. I didn't know what the deal was. I'll look more into it, Patrick. Thank you very much. You know? Thank you. Patrick, a Yankees expert on the East Coast. <laughs> All right. You and I talked about this uh, last week, and you were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you were talking about that on my Listen App show. You said you watched the first episode of Hard Knocks. What, yeah, was it good? Because I haven't watched it yet. Uh, yeah, Hard Knocks training camp with Aaron Rodgers. Pretty good first episode. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's your basic Hard Knocks. Gives you a decent glimpse into Aaron. Certainly, I think it was a little bit more sensationalized in terms of, you know, focusing in on him and, you know, the little things he's doing with his teammates. But um, all in all, it was a decent episode showcasing what could be for the Jets and the chemistry that they believe they have in the building right now. Yeah, uh, they're certainly in the mix, uh, and that division is so, so difficult when you have Buffalo and Miami. And I, you know, it's not like New England's chopped liver. That is really a hell of a division, isn't it? Yeah, and and even their schedule coming right out of the gate is very difficult as well. But that division is going to be no joke. And again, it's a division where things could be possibly up in the air again with quarterback play. Um, Buffalo seems to be the most consistent team, but Buffalo, Sean McDermott, he's on the hot seat too, Grant. Yeah. And that's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. All right. This is kind of not necessarily football related, but it involves a guy that looked like he had a promising career. And that's Henry Ruggs, who was sentenced yesterday in a Las Vegas courthouse three to 10 years for his DUI, he pleaded for a vehicular manslaughter, which meant that the maximum sentence that he could receive would be 10 years. Had he not done that, it would have been maybe 20 or more years. Again, I understand the judicial system. I understand plea bargaining. I get all of that. Driving 156 miles per hour, crashing into the back of a car that takes the life of a young woman and her dog who burned to death three to 10 years. Seems a little lenient to me. Yeah, it does seem lenient to me as well. I mean, the the court system's going to look at whether or not he has any other offenses, even if they're not DUI related when it comes to sentencing. But with everything going on and, you know, athletes continuing to speed at high rates of speed, DUIs, you would think at some point their eyes would be open to a situation like this and maybe think twice before getting behind the wheel or having somebody else drive. But it seems to just be getting worse. And I, I really would have hoped that there would have been a stronger punishment without as wide of a range, Grant, three to 10 yep. years. That, that's a wide range for something yep. as bad as happened with Henry Ruggs. All right. You ready for this? Yeah. Bill Mushnick, who does it as well as anyone. I want to I want you to read an excerpt from a column that just came out in the New York yep. Post. OK, Wednesday in Las Vegas two. NFL events occurred. 
Henry Ruggs III, a Raiders receiver out of the University of Alabama, and the 12th overall pick in the 2020 draft, was sentenced to three to 10 years for the vehicular homicide of a 23-year-old Tina Tinter. She and her dog killed in the early morning when Ruggs slammed her Corvette or his Corvette into her car in November 2021 while he drove drunk at an estimated 156 miles per hour. Also, Wednesday, in Vegas, the Raiders introduced Woodson Bourbon Whiskey, in parentheses, named after ex-Oakland Raiders star Charles Woodson, as the official bourbon of the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm not twisted enough to make this stuff up. How about that? Like you couldn't wait a week? Like you're... you're your 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 former star receiver, okay, in a courtroom in your city with all of the media attention on it, is sentenced for vehicular manslaughter, and on that day you come out and release the official bourbon of the Las Vegas Raiders, like. Who makes these decisions, Ryan? Who's the idiot that said, let's do it the same day that Henry Ruggs is being sentenced? Like, you couldn't wait a week? Inexcusable. What it what it tells me is they've already moved on from that situation, Grant, presumably. They're not even tracking it anymore. He's out the door. It's not our dirty laundry. Um, just a terrible look. Um, really, really bad. I mean, you've got all offseason to announce these things. Has to be that day. Inexcusable. Um, Similar to what happened with Colin, Cow Colin Cowherd oh. earlier this week. Just a yep. really, really bad mistake. Well, here's something else that Mushnick wrote in his column about Colin Cowherd, okay? And he said this. FS1's Colin Cowherd remains a bad joke among sports TV's bad jokes. Tuesday, he and his minions prepared a large graphic listing quarterbacks who can't win this season's Super Bowl, as if quarterbacks win games all by themselves. Coward did get one quarterback incontrovertibly correct. Did I say that right? Incontrovertibly correct. Dwayne Haskins. He was killed last year when hit by a truck. I'm glad Mustang's calling him out. That's just, that can't happen. That's just unbelievable to me. It, to me, it seems like Phil Mushnick is just one of the handful of guys that's calling Colin Coward out. I mean, yes. for what we hear from, you know, other broadcasters that make mistakes or have a slip of the tongue, presumably in their punishments and how big of a deal it is. Somebody does that on national TV, on a simulcast national radio, and it's just not a big deal brushed over on the air in the next day. Uh, do you know, Grant, did Cowherd even apologize for the air? I have no idea. Yeah. So I, I, I specifically tuned in. Yeah, I tuned into the show specifically, and I'm not a Cowherd guy, just to see if there would be any mention, and I did not see a mention of it. So just a, a bad gab. And you said this on the Listen Up show. That was Colin's fault, not a producer's. Yep, that ultimately exactly falls right. on him. All right, this uh, message, Aaron Boone has been ejected for the sixth time this season. It was his 32nd time being ejected 
in a six-year managerial career. Long way to go to get over Bobby Cox. <laughs> 162 <laughs> games ejected. All right, so the reason why that will never happen is because arguing between managers and umpires has been reduced greatly because of instant replay. When Bobby Cox managed, there was no replay. So you couldn't just go and sit there and wait for a decision, and it was rectified. So that, that those numbers will never be surpassed. The Earl Weavers, the, the Bobby Cox, that's not going to happen. Not going to be happen. And, and on a little side note there, I don't think those arguments with the umpires will ever be surpassed either. It feels like the arguments with the umpires now are weak. Not like I remembered growing up with the old school managers. Incredible. Um, unbelievable. Uh, wow. Really? I'll tell you, uh, Mushnick writes about everything. He even wrote about that. And I, I just I just love it that he is uh, not afraid to call it the way it is. You know, I don't know if you saw the video the other day of John Carlos Stanton trying to run home from second base. No, I mean, I it, did was, not. it was uh, embarrassing. It was absolutely embarrassing. Um, he said this past Saturday, uh, John Carlos Stanton surpassed even his minimal standard, slowing from his usual jog to a walk in order to be tagged out at home. When Stanton was signed by the Yankees for a then record $218 million, he'd already established himself as a conspicuous laggard with the Marlins. If I knew, why didn't the Yankees? Or didn't they care? <laughs> with Miami in 2016, he wrecked his groin and helped end the club's postseason chances when he jogged to first, then realizing his fly to right had been dropped, tried to make it to second, with an awkward, stumbling slide. But why learn from that? He remains a one-trick, home run or nothing, $218 million pony, and he's so fragile, there's the alibi that comes attached to Stanton's disinclination to play fundamentally winning baseball that the next day, manager Aaron Boone started him in right field. Not such a great look. Boone the pandering minimalist who only gets tough with umpires even conceded that Stanton's capitulation between third and home wasn't a great look. Bringing to mind former Mets executive Sandy Alderson's take on Jonas Cespedes playing golf while on the disabled list as creating a bad optic. You remember that? When yes, Cespedes was playing golf and yeah. there was, he said it's a bad optic. Mush writes and continues, by the way, Boone's tantrum in the face of home plate ump Laz Diaz Monday against the White Sox wasn't supported by what I witnessed watching every pitch, both live and on DVR. An examination showed the Yankees to be beneficiaries of at least as many close calls as Chicago. In fact, the White Sox walked eight Yankees. The White Sox walked Yank eight Yankees while they walked only two Chicago batters. The Yankees telecast on yes last Saturday was from the fifth inning until the end, the best of the season, 
but only for the wrong reason. Technical <laughs> difficulties erase the all-game presence of that wildly inaccurate and distracting computerized strike zone pitch box, providing viewers a rare, clear view of live baseball. Imagine that. Never have more of this column's readers and responders rejoiced over the failure of advanced technology. <laughs> I'll hey. tell you what. <laughs> Nobody is safe with Phil Mushnick. No one. <laughs> He's the best man. He I'm telling great. you right now. Oh, Holy my gosh. Holy. Wow. Man. Wow. Great stuff. Uh, keep, <laughs> keep the messages. Uh, by the way, if you didn't see the video, you got to look at the video <laughs> of Stanton running from second to home. I mean, it's uh, your son is eight now, right? <laughs> Yes, he nine, nine, nine. Your Almost. son, your son would have lapped Stanton. Okay. <laughs> your son would have been able to go from second to home. Okay. And then probably turn around, go to third and then second again and touch second before Stanton was able to get to home. That's how bad it was. And he got Pathetic. thrown out. He got, he got thrown out at home by such a wide margin. He just stopped. He didn't even bother sliding or anything. I mean, Pathetic. but like, you just you you mu when we get done here, you've got to Google it, okay? You just will. you would not believe it. You just won't believe it. You know? <laughs> You'd think it was backyard baseball and like just done playing. Well, well, unbelievable. I got a question. This question is who would you take for a manager of your favorite? Would you take Aaron Boone, Gabe Kapler, or none of the above? I think Boone and Kapler would be the equivalent of Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I wouldn't take either of those guys. I think there are better candidates out there uh, for the Yankees. I haven't even really thought about, you know, who I would hire, uh, but it uh, I, I probably wouldn't be either of those guys, you know? Wow. Man. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, keep the questions coming. Don't forget about the restaurant Bennett's Westside Grill is open at the Blue Oaks Town Center. I was uh, messaging Ryan or Ryan Brian yesterday, the owner of Bennett's Westside Grill, and he just said things are going great. Get out there. Uh, I will be there several times next month. Ryan, you'll be out there with me as well. We'll do a couple lunches out there. And yep. I'm really looking forward to being there. You can go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com and check out their menu, Prime Seafood and Steak. I'll be out there with Jerry Reynolds. I will be out there with some others as well. I'll be making a lot of appearances out at Bennett's West Side Grill. Three locations, Sacramento, Roseville, and now Rockland. Man, I miss that food. I miss it. Oh, yeah, you're making me hungry just thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's great. All right, so we have football. You want to go basketball? The Christmas Day Shams uh, put out who sure. their games are. Does not include the the Kings. I'm okay with that. You know, I don't have a problem with the 10 teams selected. I really don't. Uh, you know, the, the fact that Dallas is playing at Phoenix, I don't have a good read on Dallas this year. I, I mean, they're one of those teams, Ryan, that could be um, real good or real bad. You know, they really could. 
Yeah, um, it, it's all going to come down to the chemistry with Kyrie and Luca, you know, and uh, I guess, you know, they pulled the dogs off of uh, everybody last year at the end of the season, but it's going to be good. It's going to be bad. It's probably going to be up and down, Grant, even if it is good and bad. So um, we'll see how it plays. I, I could see that game out of the Christmas Day schedule being the one that could be a dud. All right, this one from Kim. Uh, Grant, have you thought about doing the radio format that you had in Sacramento? This seems a little boring. Well, I don't think it's boring, but you're certainly entitled to your opinion. And I do a radio format show several times a week over on Listen App. Go to your Play Store or Google Play Store or your app, whatever, you know, Apple Store, and download Listen App. Or you can go to listenapp.co, that's C-O, and you can listen to my radio format style show where people call in with live phone calls. You just use the app. I had an excellent show yesterday. We went for an hour and uh, had a lot of phone calls, had a lot of fun. Tomorrow, I will be on Listen App. So you will have an opportunity. Thank you for the message, Kim. Just go download Listen App. Easy to do. And you can listen to my show anywhere at any time just on the app. And it's as easy to call in. Takes You just hit with a little hand icon. It's like a hand that looks like this on your yep. screen. Hit that. And then I say, okay, now joining us is Kim. Kim, how are you? And you're on with Grant Napier. So what do you think, Kim? You're going to listen to me tomorrow? Listen up. What do you think? You all in? But thank you for your support. I appreciate that. All right. I will tell you that we have been nothing but 100% ethical with the yes. merchandise. We did have a few that some reason did not get their shirts. So I'm going to put this up on the screen for you. And I want you to send me an email. All right. Because I can guarantee you, you have not sent me an email. Because if you had sent me an email, I would have looked into it. And I personally would refund your money or Ryan. Okay. No one's been left hanging with like, I got ripped off. That's not how I operate. It's not how Ryan operates. That's not what I'm about. Okay. I've actually given people more money when I've sent their money back. One individual was so nice and had such an issue that I actually sent him an extra $25 and said, listen, I would like you to go out and have lunch on me. So I sent him an extra 25 because of the troubles and how disappointed he was. So, you know, I'm just letting you know, you, you didn't go to the proper channels, just like any merchant, okay, and any customer. If you have a problem, you reach out, okay? I'm never going to screw anybody out of a dime. So all you need to do is reach out. Paul says I can vouch for that. Thank you very much. I, I think anyone that had an issue. And Ryan, again, I'm not calling anyone out. Ryan yeah. actually, okay, Ryan actually hand-delivered a good number of shirts. One of the individuals that he hand-delivered the shirt to and left it at their door said he never received the shirt, okay? Ryan actually hand-delivered it. So, yep. and we still refunded the money. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, you know, again, I'm sorry for that. Okay, but I'm not going to ever defraud anybody 
or cheat anyone out of a dime. That's not who I am. So send me an email. Please send me an email. And I will personally make sure, Nathan, that you get a refund. All right? And I don't recall getting an email from you, Nathan. All right? Napier at gmail.com. And we'll take care of it. Every single person that had a problem has been taken care of. Everyone. Thank you. All right. Cody, list all the New York Giants receivers, and they have a lot of them. It will be very interesting to see who makes the team. Not all those guys are going to be on the team. All right? It's going to be very interesting. It's called competition, and uh, that is good. You know, that is and good. A, and attrition with the preseason. Yeah. We're seeing somebody yeah. go down every day. You know, it's not even an honest mistake. Uh, it might be from Nathan, but from us, you know, I'm not going to call out the postal department, I'm, the, the, but, but what I'm saying is there are things that don't make it in the mail sometimes, okay? The, and there are, we had some people go, oh, you know, I had to change my address or then I moved or we had all kinds of stuff, all right? And it happens. So here's what I'm going to do this fall when I have new merchandise, we're going to be removed from this. Okay. Yep. I'm going to use a professional third party where when you go to the website and order, they take care of it. They handle everything. And I will make a extremely small profit, if any profit at all, but I don't care. I want to get my merch out and it will be done rather quickly. So we're going to change the system around because, and I mean this, I'm grateful for those of you that bought shirts. Okay. But I will speak for Ryan. It ended up being a major pain in the ass. I mean, I'm just calling it the way it is. Okay. And the reason why it became a major pain in the ass is because issues arose that had nothing to do with Ryan or I, or, or me. It had nothing to do with Ryan and me. And so I'm taking those issues out because I, I, I'm i speaking for Ryan. You know, he's got a family. He works, okay? Uh, I've got tons of things going on, and because I'm not in the area currently, it's very difficult for me to to handle it. So we're, we're just going to take ourselves out of it and go to a third party, a professional that does this, and the cost won't be any more for you. It'll just be less mm -mm. for me. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it, you know? Appreciate it. Uh, good quality shirts. Thank you. My shirt holding up pretty well after a few washes. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, and this says good move on the part of the merchandise. Absolutely. And you know yep. what? It's part of the learning experience of doing this. I've never done this before. I never sold merch. Okay. And I was trying to do it the best way that I, that I, and I, I'm, we made, an error. I wouldn't say it was a big mistake, you know, because we had, we had our best intent at, at, at front where Ryan goes, no, I'm going to hand deliver some of these. I'm going to, you know, like we, our intentions were good. We didn't realize like, okay, all the issues that could uh, pop up. So appreciate it. You know, and I do, I really mean that. I appreciate all of you that ordered shirts and those of you that were patient for whatever reason, when you didn't get your shirt and how we made every effort for you to get your shirts. And then when you didn't, I said, hey, I'm really sorry. 
I'm going to refund your money. And oh, by the way, if your shirt still arrives at some point, you don't owe me the money back. All right. So there you have it. Absolutely. Right. And even even using a third party, Grant, I think I'm safe stepping in. We learned a lot from last year. Um, yes. So I, I think that going forward, please, uh, I would ask that you give Grant another chance on that because we were trying our absolute best and we will make it right, as Grant said. So. I might even have hats come out or or coffee mugs this year. All right. So there are things that I can do depending on the interest. You know, if that's something that you would like, I'd be more than happy to do it and I can release it. Like, for instance, let's say right around the week of Thanksgiving. So if you want to give it to someone for, you know, a holiday gift or what have you, you know, that's when I would probably do it. OK, so thank you very much. Appreciate. And again, I really mean this. Thank you for all of you out there that, you know, wanted merchandise, got it and gave us some really good compliments. We sold a lot of the shirts on our watch party locations that went over very well. But even that, you know, we had to carry big boxes of shirts and then we got all the different sizes and we're going, you know, it's not as easy as we thought it would be. You know, it, it just, it, it wasn't, but we'll, we'll, we'll make it right. You know, we'll, we'll make, make it right. right. We've yeah, learned absolutely. from the experience. Yeah, we did. And again, if you had a problem, Nathan, I'm going to put it up for you one more time. Nathan, send me an email. Okay. Send me an email and I will make it right. Okay. No problem. All right. I don't want you to be upset or feel like you got taken advantage of. I don't, that's not, that's not how Ryan and I roll. Ryan and nope. me aren't like that. All right. All right. So stickers, <laughs> mm, probably not. I, I don't know. Nate, she would look good on a, on a bumper. Don't you think? Maybe we could just include it with whatever order they get. You know, we'll just throw it in, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, little absolutely. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to basketball. Grant, yeah, the Kings yeah. now yes. have yes. three, no, four centers on the roster with a standard contract signed by Nemus Keda. What are the Kings doing, and what are your thoughts on the move, Napes? Listen, you can only have X number of players on your roster and two two-way players. So not everybody's going to be on the roster. And in, in, with him, if you feel that he's got potential and you like the way he developed last year in Stockton, then there's really not much of a risk to see if you can develop him further. Because I'm not a Nerlens Noel guy. I think Nerlens Noel is just a body, and I don't think he's anything more than that. Yeah, and I think these are all low-risk moves for the most part. Um, you have two contracts reportedly not guaranteed, uh, yep. or you have low guarantees low with guarantees. Noel. Yes, excuse me on that, um, with Noel and Kata. So it's it's really, a, and if they thrive, Grant, let's say all of them thrive, then guess what? The Kings have bargaining power. They still need yep. a backup point guard. So um let them go to camp. Let them see what happens. Grant, one more two-way roster spot remains open. Does it have to go to a point guard? It depends on how you feel your other guards. Uh, can they handle the ball? Can they run the offense if you need them to run the offense? You know, I mean, that that's really what it boils down to. I think you do, yes. I think you do. Yeah, we've been proponents of that solid veteran backup yeah. point guard for this team. Um, but a lot of fans would like to see that contract go to Jordan Ford, who played well during the summer, been with the Stockton yeah. Kings. So we'll yeah. see how that plays out. But local um, local kid. 
local kid, absolutely St. Mary's product. So should be an exciting camp for young guys. This team's set up for the future very well. He went to Folsom High School, right? Went to Folsom High and then St. Mary's. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pretty amazing, you know? Pretty, Pretty amazing. cool. Yep, yeah, local cool, kid. But, yeah, it would be great. I mean, I, I, that would be good. But, you know, you can't be doing this because someone's – the area that they're from and he's got a lot of supporters. you you got to do it because you feel like he can play at this level. So, you know, we'll see. Monty McNair hasn't really made too many mistakes. So, you know, you, you have to feel pretty confident in what he's doing. You know? Very confident. I mean, yeah. certainly that front office has a vision, and that vision is in progress and has played out very well to this point. And the Kings don't make emotional moves. They've showed that since Monty McNair mm -hmm. has been in the front office. Kim, not a problem. I'm happy that you messaged me. All right. No, no problem. If you think this show is a little bit boring, it's a different format because we're not taking calls. And I'm for those that can't read the comment, it says, sorry, Grant, for the comment, but uh, uh, boring. But listening to your listening to your program at KHDK, uh, it was fast paced, but I will listen to your new platform. Thank you. Well, listen apps similar to what you heard in Sacramento. A lot of calls. Moving along and uh, give it a listen tomorrow, Kim, and then let me know what you think. I'll tell you what, Kim, I would love it if you would call into the show tomorrow if yeah. you can do it. All right. That would so, be great. And I think you, you'll really find it interesting what we do. And uh, Kim, I'm going to read between the lines as well. If you stick around long enough, you might get a rant out of Grant on this platform. <laughs> so that's right. Hang in that's, there. That's right. Hang in there. And uh, on Wednesdays on Listen App, we have a thing called Open Form Wednesday where we talk about anything, not anything. just sports. So that's interesting. And I can get a little interesting too, Kim. That's my open form Wednesday show. And on Wednesdays during the football season, we have a fantasy football roundtable where I can get five, six, seven, eight people all on at the same time. And I moderate it. And someone will ask a question. Hey, uh, I've got this guy and this guy coming up this week. Uh, what do you guys think? Who do you think I should play? And I'll go, all right, let's go to Cody. Cody, what would you do? All right, Ryan, who are you taking out of these two? John, let's get to you. What do you think? And you you get different opinions. You get different reasoning. And we have a lot of fun with that. So that's going to be on Wednesdays again during the football season. Yeah, a lot of fun. And there's other great things on the show. And Kim, I, if you were a listener before, a lot of the guys and gals that used to call into Grant's show in Sacramento are a part of that Listen App show yeah. um, regularly. So come join us. Uh, where has Sean Salisbury been on Mondays? Uh, I tabled Sean's show until uh, September for football season due to lack of content. I just felt like, you know, I don't want to waste Sean's time talking about nothing. There's nothing going on right now. And I really mean that. There, This is the from the middle of July to Labor Day is the slowest time of the year. And I was like, you know, I, I don't want to waste Sean. So we're going to do start up again in September. Uh, Iron Eagle is coming on right here. On Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific. So 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here on If You Don't Like That. And Ryan, he won't have any problem logging on right with that link, right? Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, he's boom. Jerry, he is he's, not he's Jerry. Not, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. As long as he's not doing the show from Jerry Reynolds' house with his internet okay. and IT, we're good. <laughs> oh my god i'm looking forward to that i am really looking forward to having iron eagle on here on uh monday all right oh, oh it's my gonna gosh. be a fun conversation grant so much to go over with iron there's one uh trust me kim i got a rant a while back 
I deserve the rant for a remark I had a couple of weeks ago. I did get on him pretty. Yes, I did. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime for no additional charge get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com slash grant today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash grant hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. A lot of people down on the Giants right now. Giants are playing terrible. Uh, it says uh, offense is just not there. Blames the GM for this. And now... We have Pollock on the DL. Giants have had really bad luck with injuries. They really have had bad luck with injuries. Thank you, Lydia, for that. Thank you very much. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, their luck luck has not been good. But on top of that, Grant, they're a young team. Giants fans knew that coming into the season. So that compounds things. Um, Could be worse. You could be a Padres fan. Right there. Exactly right. Paying through the roof. What a mess they are, right? Oh, boy. Boy, oh boy, you think they want to take back some of those contracts right now? The Yankees and the Padres are two examples of how not to put a team together. I kind of have to disagree there because that's been the Yankees formula for the longest time. It's go out, get the big stars. We're about to see it again with Otani if they make a chase for him. So why is that not working right now for the Yankees? Because the philosophy of the Yankees is we're going to hit the ball out of the ballpark and we're okay if we strike out 15 times a game and i we're going to we're going to take the the biggest of our contracts and outside of you know judge we're going to give it to our pitchers and then what happens pitchers break down and they can't perform uh, the only guy that's really performed well is is Garrett Cole and so i just think the strategy of putting the team together they they don't have enough players that can put the ball in play and I don't think you can win in baseball if you don't put the ball in play. And they don't put the ball in play. I mean, it's a joke. So I just think the formula for the way they have gone about and building their team, I don't think you win with that type of philosophy. I don't think you win. I understand that home runs are kind of like the three-point shot in the NBA. But if you can't move a runner from first to second and second to third and third to home, and you know you, you can't 
hit the ball and put it into play. And the, the, the Yankees never put any pressure on the defense because the ball's mm-hmm. never in play. You know, the defense, they don't put any pressure on the defense. I want a team that puts pressure on my defense. Yankees don't do that. Sure. And I, I would also add to that, Grant, the Yankees would always, it seemed like they would bring in other established guys that have been winners on other teams that might yeah. not be huge names, but very, very solid MLB careers. And they produce yep. well for them. And it just yep. doesn't seem that way. Well, again, I'm looking at the Yankees and I'm looking at the Padres and give me two teams in each, right? National League, American League. Give me two teams that are more disappointing than that. I, I think HSU Power says it right now, the Mets. Can you think of a bigger teardown after a buildup for a team? I think they've got to be right up there. Um, yeah, he says, good point. Grant, the Padres, the Mets, and the Yankees are a few teams that are underachieving up to this point of the season. I thought the Mets' downfall started in the World Baseball Classic when they lost Edwin Diaz for the year, mm. their great closer. That was a bad omen. That happened right before the season with his celebration when he blew out his knee and That's he was right. lost for the year. And from that, that point forward, Ryan, it's been all downhill for the Mets. Yeah, and credit to them, Grant. They they knew that it was not going to work and they started taking the team apart sooner rather than later and yeah. were up front with that New York market. But great point about Diaz. Jay says, as a Padres fan, this has been a very disappointing year. I can't even imagine being a Padres fan. And then, you know, I saw Juan Soto yesterday come out and say they gave up against the Mariners. And Manny Machado had some bad things to say about the way the team played in that game and that it's unacceptable. And, you know, I'm a Bob Melvin fan. I I thought Bob Melvin was a great manager with the A's. Not good. I thought he was great. He got the most out of that player. I think that the Padres have a group of players and it's interesting because I went, I've watched the Padres play twice in the last two years, both in Miami. And I, so I watched the Padres and the Marlins. And the reason why I went to the games is I had friends umpiring in both series on back to back years. So it just turned out in each year I've watched the Padres. And I said to my uh, one friend, I said, is it just me? Or do the Padres just bitch and complain at everything? And he goes, oh, they're the worst in the league. I go, worst in the league? He goes, yeah. I'm like, man, I just was watching the game, and I don't watch the Padres play a lot. And yeah. I'm just watching him complain after every every single thing. And I'm like, he goes, oh, yeah, they're the worst. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, they look like they were the worst. You know, two years ago, I'm watching Tatis and then Machado, and they're arguing all the freaking time, literally all the time. And then other players chirping and I'm just like, God, shut up and play the game. And he goes, Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're the worst. And I was just like, man, eh, I don't like that. And again, I'm not saying that's why they're losing, but it just seems like they're, they're not really all in on what they're supposed to be doing. And that's playing baseball. It just seems like so- there's a lot of big egos on that team. And I think it's getting in the way of winning. That's how I look at the Padres. So you bring up an interesting point. So when you have your stars from the top down that are setting that tone on the field, constantly arguing, yep. how how much of a barometer is that for the clubhouse, for the locker room, with the entire club? I'm not in the locker room, so I'm only guessing, but I don't think it's harmonious and I don't think it's good. And I think a manager needs to stop that. And I, I, I know that if I managed a team – I wouldn't tolerate that. 
I would say, hey, I, I'm the manager. I'll, I'll do the arguing for you. I'm okay if you argue occasionally, but not all the time, not at every at-bat, not at every play. Shut up and play the game. You know, get off the umpire's backs. I'll handle that. You play. I'll take care of the umpires. I mean, and someone said, sounds like Draymond Green. Basketball is a different dynamic. And the reason why I say basketball is a different dynamic is it's gotten out of hand in the NBA where almost every player on every team, and that's another thing I love about Keegan Murray, you know, I, and, and Harrison Barnes. I'll, those guys just go out and play. And they let Mike Brown, who's gotten tossed, who doesn't have any problem sticking up for his players, they let Mike Brown do their talking. And here's something else that all players need to remember. Robots are not on the field with them. Human beings are on the court and on the field with these athletes. And human beings are emotional too. And they have memories. And there are, you and I were talking about this the other day, there are calls that can go either way. They're called mm -hmm. in the gray area, okay? A pitch that's very close. If you call it a ball, no one's probably going to bitch. If you call it a strike, no one's probably going to bitch. It's that close. Subconsciously, guy's been giving you a hard time. Maybe you don't give him the benefit of the doubt. Basketball, mm -hmm. same thing. Mm -hmm. ah, this call could go either way. Subconsciously, you got a guy that's complaining and bitching at you all game every time you referee their game. Subconsciously, you may make a call that goes against that individual, right? So yeah. players need to understand that. And I don't think enough players do. I will tell you this, and I don't have any problem, that I used to have officials, some, by the way, are now retired, so I'm going to be very open with you, that told me that they dreaded coming in to announce Kings games because of DeMarcus Cousins, that it was such a pain in the ass to officiate a Kings game because he had no respect for the officials, talked to the officials disrespectfully, and complained on every single call. And it wore on the officials. Officials don't want to deal with that. They have a hard enough job as it is. They have a very difficult job as it is. Now you have a player that's being disrespectful, yelling, complaining all the time. Officials don't want that. And they knew that when you were going to officiate a game with the Kings, that was what you were going to have to deal with. They didn't enjoy it. You know, and for the most part, officials really like what they do. They didn't enjoy doing a Kings game for that reason. And I know that because they used to tell me that. Yeah, it's not surprising. We've heard the stories. Kings fans have seen it play out for years with DeMarcus. But speaking about that gray area and nuance, I also have to think there's also a gray area with calls where if a guy is getting on a ref, but the ref knows that it was a bad call or the ref knows that, you know what? Yeah, maybe I need to think about that. I could see an area where you're earning credibility. Now, when you're somebody like DeMarcus or a Luca where the ball is clearly out of bounds and you're saying, no, 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 replay it, replay it. And you're in the ref's ear constantly. That's a whole different story. It is a different story. And I, you and I talked about this on listen up. It's very common for officials that make mistakes during a game, particularly in basketball in the first half, they go back and they look Joe Crawford was the best referee in, in, the, in the league for years. And I was mm -hmm. on the court uh, at halftime when the teams were warming up. I had come, we, we were on a 
break. And I saw Joe go up to a player and said, hey, man, I'm sorry. I got that wrong. You were right. I got it wrong. My bad. You know, officials do that. And players do that, too. I've had my baseball yeah. friends that are umpires tell me that, you know, they've rung up a player, kicked them out for arguing balls and strikes or a call on the bases or whatever. And the player will come up to him the next day, you know, or even the next at bat and say, hey, my bad. You got that right. I went and looked at the yeah. video in the clubhouse. My bad. I'm sorry, man. I just and the umpires, they're OK with that. They're like, don't worry about it. It's all good. You know, we're the, the, the games are played and officiated by human beings. Nobody's perfect. Nobody. Nobody. So, you know, mistakes are made. And when you as an official can own up to your mistake, you gain the respect sure. of the players. They're like, okay, he listened to me. She listened to me. And it just makes them feel better. Like, okay, I was heard. And they admitted they made a mistake. But it needs to go both ways. And a lot of the players do say that to officials. They go, hey, my bad. I'm sorry, man. I was wrong. It happens. You know, I don't think a lot of fans really understand that. And I'm glad you explained it because I, I think that that's a valid part of the game. And I think the human part of the game is very important to most of these games. Uh -huh. um, taking it out is going to could um, affect a lot as we kind of view sports and no sports. It, it, it's just it's different for everybody. But going back to Keegan, I got to ask you this, because to me, I would like to see a little bit more fire from Keegan. I get that the even keel is really, really good, calm and composed, but don't you kind of want to see a little bit of that aggression too come out at times? All right, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, compare him to a player that, as of right now, it's not fair to compare him to, but I'm, a, I'm comparing personalities, okay? okay. And I'm going to compare him to a player that was not good but great. And before I give you the name of the player, I've always felt your personality is your personality. I've always, what did I tell you when you wanted to do this? I said, Ryan, don't try to be me. Don't try to be Bob Costas. Don't try to be Iron Eagle. Be yourself. Yep. Your personality, you know, Jim Rome is Jim Rome. Okay. Jim Rome's personality on the air. That's Jim Rome off the air. Okay. Chris Russo is great at what he does because he's Chris Russo. He's not trying to be someone else. I don't try to be someone else. I'm Grant all the time. Keegan Murray's personality is Harrison Barnes' personality. Mm -hmm. You can't change who you are. Just like Bill Belichick, people say he doesn't have any fire because he just stands on the sideline. Tom Landry, the great coach of the Dallas Cowboys for all those years, was as stoic as any coach in the history of the NFL and won Super Bowls. Did that mean he didn't care? No, I don't think that matters. Did you see Tim Duncan get animated on the floor? Did you see Tim Duncan show a lot of fire when he played? He pretty much just went through, played, didn't show a lot of emotion, and was one of the great forwards in the history of the game. Yeah, and, and doing that. So doing I'm comparing Keegan Murray's personality to Tim Duncan's, okay? Mm -hmm. I think that we make too much out of an individual not getting upset or getting upset and I can go on and on. I'm I've never judged or wanted an athlete to change who they are. I'll give you another example and I'm a fan of his and there are two players. Derek Jeter and Eli Manning. Both kings of New York sports, okay? Tell me a time when you saw Eli Manning ever look animated to you on the field 
or on the bench or Derek Jeter. And they were very rarely. Okay. Why? Because that's their personality. Now I heard, and there has been well-documented that in meetings and in the locker room, Eli was very much animated and joking and all of that. I, I don't need to see that on the court, on the field. I think that we make too much out of that. That's all I'm going to say. I think that's a fair point, Grant. If it if it is, in fact, your personality on and off the field, absolutely, that makes complete sense. I think it's me speaking as a fan. We're used to seeing that fired up. It is good to be true to who you are and always being yourself. But, you know, it, I can't argue with Tim Duncan. I can't argue with Eli Manning. And if I, I'm not saying, like you said, Keegan could be that great or is that great right now. But if he's on that track or has a similar mindset as those guys, that's a huge positive. I would right, say that's watched, more different than most guys. All right. A lot of us have watched the Netflix series quarterback from last year. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is so animated and pumped up and right. Not everyone's Patrick Mahomes. I'm not even talking about ability. Now I'm talking about personality. You saw the same thing with Kirk cousins. You yep. know, if you had, you know, everyone's different, but those are, those guys are being themselves they're not trying to be someone they grew up and they're trying to emulate personality wise. You can emulate somebody on how they play, but you can't emulate someone personality wise because then you're a phony. We're all different. We all have different emotions. We all, some are crazy and some are calm and some are wild or, or animated or, or loud. And then some are extroverted, some are introverted, right? I mean, I'm using all kinds of different sure. adjectives to describe the real, the two adjectives are introverted and extroverted. And yet there are very there are many extroverted and many introverted personalities that have been at the top of their professions and they all do it differently. So I, I don't I, I just have never been one to say, boy, I wish this player would do this or do that or be this or be that. I just because you are who you are, you can't be a phony. Yeah, and, and you're 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 right on. And as I take a little bit more of a step back looking at it. You know, it, it is more worrisome, again, if you are being a different player, different person. But there is a style of leadership that can come from that mm -hmm. with being yourself and encouraging. So I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Joe Montana was another one. You didn't see Joe Montana get animated that much on the football field. You know, he was calm Joe and he was, you know, just doing what he it did. You know, you know, maybe. Yeah. And maybe it's an assumption too, Grant, because you bring up introvert, extrovert. Maybe it's the assumption that because you're playing in front of 20,000 people three, four times a week in basketball, that there's no way this person can be an introvert. Right. They have yep. to. You know, you wouldn't be able to do that as an introvert. But, you know, it is just a game to some people. It's sometimes more important to the fans than it can be to the players. I heard Dennis Robin because I used to talk to Derek Dickey about this all the time was the most quiet, unassuming guy off the court that you can't believe it was the same guy on the court. So, you know, now I, I'm, I don't know whether, you know, he, he, he I mean, I got the feeling that Dennis was always Dennis, but he wasn't necessarily like that on the bus and in the locker room and everything like that. Hey, if you have any plumbing issues, uh, New Works Plumbing is the place. SackServicePlumbing.com or call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing. They have a fix for you. All right. Now, do us a favor. If you have not already subscribed to the channel, we would appreciate it. And don't forget to hit the thumbs up, the like button. And on Monday, Ian Eagle. Can't wait to have Ian on. 
10 a.m. Pacific, 1 o'clock on the East Coast. And for those of you that said you unsubscribed because you didn't like my rant two days ago about the United States women's soccer team and the tweet put up by Joe Biden and the White House, I'm okay with that, okay? I thought it was just awful, you know, to single out a team that was so bad and the way it was written and someone said, well, you know, he didn't write it. Well, you know, it had his name attached to it. It was still the wrong message, okay? And it's not, I'm not ripping the office of the president of the United States and the individual. I don't, I don't care who you voted for. I don't care whether you're on the left or the right. I don't care if you voted. I don't care if you didn't vote. I didn't vote. I didn't vote for Joe Biden. I didn't vote for Donald Trump. I don't have any problem telling you that. It's my right as an American to vote or not vote. It's not my duty. It's my right. I exercised my right and I didn't want to vote because I didn't approve of either candidate. So I didn't vote. I didn't want to go in and, 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 and do that. All right. I had to rationalize my mind, my decision as an American to either exercise that duty or not. And I didn't want to vote for either. So if anyone can make a political statement, I would think it's me. Okay. Because I didn't vote for either candidate, but for those of you that reached out and I read the comments and like ripped me to shreds and said, you're unsubscribing because of my comment. And if you're watching right now, I'm going to, I'm going to say this without thinking about what I'm going to say, because I'm doing it spontaneously. You're the problem with the United States. You're the reason why our country is in the state that it's in, because you're not willing to take a step back and examine comments and look at things from a different perspective. You don't have to agree with me, but you do have to at least try to look at the perspective of what I was trying to say. But there are too many people in our country that are so closed minded, okay, that they don't want to hear anything if it is negative about the candidate that they voted for. And that's the problem with this country. Okay. Nobody's perfect. Politicians particularly, right? They deserve to be criticized. I'm okay with you having a debate about what Biden tweeted. I'm okay. I don't agree with it. I think it was embarrassing for the office. Okay. Again, I'm not on the left. I'm not on the right. I would vote for any candidate regardless of political party, if I thought that individual was the best person for the country, Democrat, Republican, independent, wouldn't matter to me. I don't care. I would not care at all. If I thought that was the best individual for the country, I would vote for that person. But for those of you that are so close-minded that because I used and called out the president and the United States women's national team, called them both out, and you couldn't handle that, Shame on you. Shame on you. You're the reason. You. You're the reason why this country is in such despair. It's because you're so close-minded, you will refuse to look at another point of view. You don't have to agree with it, but you got to look at it. So for those of you that did unsubscribe, shame on you. There you go. That's a mini rant. There you have it. Well said, Napes. All right, buddy. You ready to do this again next week? Let's do it. Can't wait. That was a good hour, huh? It was. It went quick. And yeah. uh, hopefully we'll have Kim on Listen App tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun.
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope so. I really do. And uh, Peter says still here. Peter, if you are one of those that reached out, um, thank you. I'm glad that you're still there. And if you're the one that said you weren't going to subscribe to my channel, but Peter, if you are one of those, and again, I can't remember, you need to just have, you know, dialogue, you know, like let's have communication in this country. There's not enough communication anymore because everyone is so dead set on anti-Trump, anti-Biden that we can't get anything accomplished in this country. Look at different points of view. I'm not saying you have to vote for Trump or have to vote for Biden or, or anything, but I mean, just have some dialogue, you know, I, I just don't understand that. I just don't understand that. And we get a lot of comments. So I'll read some great point, Grant. Uh, this country is so divided right now. The sad part is that the uh, new scarlet letters in this country, you know, um, either R or D, depending on what side you're on, disgusting in my opinion. You know, I agree it is. You know, I mean, we have a choice in this country. You want to be a Democrat? Be a Democrat. You want to be a Republican? Be a Republican. I got I got to tell you, I got friends that are both liberal and conservative, and I love them to death. And I don't agree with everything that they agree with, but they're still my friends, and I still respect them, and respect is the key word. You know, my brother and I are a lot different politically. I love my brother. You know, he, he, he has a completely different viewpoint than mine. That's okay. We yeah. talk about it. I, I don't disown him as a family member. You know, I just don't understand that. You know, I really don't understand that. All right, enough. Well, People say they don't want me to talk about politics, but I want to point that out because there were some people that said, oh, you know, you just lost me. I'm unsubscribing from your yeah. channel. You're unsubscribing me because of my rant? Really? Like, grow yeah. up? Yeah, I'm just going to add this briefly, not even going to get political. I think one of the barriers that's putting more inflammation on the scarlet letters and the problem is the keyboard sitting in front of everybody right mm -hmm. now. Have a conversation face to face with somebody. Yep. It's a lot different than being a keyboard warrior. Yep, absolutely. On that note, we'll wrap it up. You uh, enjoy the rest of your Thursday evening, my friend. Thank you very Thanks. much for joining me. I enjoyed it. Oh, thank you for having me. Great time as always, Napes. All right. That's Ryan in Sacktown. And again, uh, I would love it if you would hit the subscribe button because we're, we're we're real here. And I don't mind calling it the way I see it. I always will. I don't like talking about politics. But, you know, again, I didn't vote. So, like, if anyone should be able to talk about and rip a politician, it should be me. I didn't even vote. And I've ripped people on both sides. I've ripped Trump. I've ripped Biden. I mean, you know, I, if if I think something is wrong, and it needs to be talked about as it relates to sports, then I'm going to talk about it. You know, I didn't I didn't attack the president over anything other than a sports related topic. It had to do with sports. Well, I covered it. If you don't like that, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But now all of a sudden you're going to unsubscribe because you don't like a rant other that I made on the United States women's soccer team and the president. Really? You, are you that shallow? I mean, come on stop it already would you please all right you have a good one thank you very much for being right here on if you don't like that listen app tomorrow bye-bye everybody with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.